The events, characters, and entities depicted on this podcast are fictitious. Any similarity to actual persons, living or dead, or to actual entities is purely coincidental. If you're seeking to be offended, this is a good choice. And if you're easily offended, please throw away this listening apparatus right now. Okay, bye. So what I'm trying to say is I don't understand what women are, I'm sorry to say, whinging about this imbalance, unbalance, whatever you guys are calling it. The reality is, in the workplace, we talk about balance. We have corporate training on the topic of balance. We have balance sheets, but there is no gender balance. What is that even mean? Resourced. Hello, Dad. Hello, Mom. Welcome to the Frisk Aid Show. Oh, what are you doing here? Habibi, entertaining the nation, mate. I'm the best RJ in the world, and you know me. Uh, sorry to have to cut it short. We're expecting Rusty for the Hangout, Hangout podcast. That's coming up next. Habibi, Habibi. Um. One, I'm not your Habibi, and two, uh, you really got to get out. Okay, um, okay. All right, guys, welcome back to the Hangout with Rishti, the most popular podcast that I play every day. Woohoo! Shut up, no one's talking to you. That's uh, Leilani, and we have Arzu Malhotra Hello. with us this week. And we are talking about sexism in the workplace. What? <laughs> no, because that was our like most popular episode for a very long time. And uh, it went well. I won. So men. Which one? Se- the men, men versus, versus women? women? Yeah. We're that was men popular? No, nah, I'm just. It was. I mean. Because oh. I tell myself that. Uh, no, no. But Arzu is going to introduce what we're doing this week. Because I. Okay. So, okay. Let's, <laughs> let's just do this. Let's, so, uh, so, she pushed for a climate change awareness climate episode. strike <laughs> Greta Thunberg and then I told her listen up I'm not uh, I'm not up to speed and what's going on and all that stuff and we squeezed in this recording session and I said send me a summary of bullet points and she sent me one link <laughs> and I was like I'm not gonna open that <laughs> link and then she sends me something an hour ago and it's an image so I'm like cool because I'm a child I like images <laughs> is it an I image? open it up and it's completely blurred <laughs> you can't oh, see shit. anything oh, oh can I swear on this yeah yeah it's fine okay, yeah. don't go accessible I thought either, it was gonna yeah. be like an did image you, of the did, world did, on fire open the image on your phone right now oh is it bad it's completely blurred and I you can't see <laughs> Is it because Anything. the globe is like covered in smoke? It's not globe. I should it's just say like, it's no, no. It's like facts. a it's, it's a very intense like infographic. Uh, the the it's world. It's very intense because if you have good eyesight, you think you're blind. <laughs> if you're reading, no. oh no, that's bad. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> 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 I want to glean all the information I, was like, I can. From cool. This. Arzu knows oh, that wow. I'm twelve um, and I can look at numbers and pictures. Twenty-six percent. <laughs> of something <laughs> of something <laughs> of something <laughs> will affect the something something so. I think I actually remember what that is but I re- I glanced at it and there I seems to be a bear with a bionic arm there if that's not climate change is you know al- alerting robots. us <laughs> robotic, know, bears. robotic bears 
No, but before we start, I yes. wanted to say what's going on with you, Arzu. You went to Edinburgh Fringe. I did. And you like how'd that go? Let's spend a little time on that. Uh, Edinburgh Fringe was good. Uh, I did a two-week run of my show. Uh, did 27 shows while I was there. Oh my god, that's yeah. more than you do in Dubai in like four months. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say six. But yeah, yeah, because it was 13 hours of comedy uh, yeah. in 12 days. Uh, it was wonderful and exhausting, and yeah. It was I it's so difficult to describe because I've never been more tired in my entire mm. life but mm. no it's good and I'm going to a couple more festivals in the next few months so I'm going to anywhere mentionable I mean you know that Oh yes like uh, I'm going to the Portland Comedy Festival next week and mm-hmm. I'm going to the Montreal Comedy Festival for their English weekend in Where December Where is Portland? Uh west coast of the Oregon America. Where is that? Like uh like coast. near near the border of Canada Oh uh, okay well, it's cold and rainy it's like yeah. England Portland it's like the hipster Mecca of America. Don't use that word here. Mecca. There's only one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you could say that. Mecca bingo. What is that? Oh, that's a bingo chain in England. Is it? Mecca bingo. Yeah, Mecca bingo. Mm. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you just made that up. No, it's real. It's real. Muslimic. Muslimic <laughs> rare guns. Uh, so, yeah, now you can sort of add light to your very blurry pictures <laughs> that you sent me. I feel so bad because you make it sound like I strong-armed you and was like, no, no, talk no, but about climate no, but change. You did, and I'm happy you did that because <laughs> the I only totally other did. person who's got, a sh- got on the show like this is Akshit. And he forced me to get him on and he forced me. And I'm all up for it because Leilani knows. And from our scheduling and people backing out, I don't mind people coming on. Like Even if they, you know... Make me submit into recording an episode. It's fine because I'm. Thanks, Rishi. So happy few, to be here. I have a few. So <laughs> can I ask a question to Arzu though first, which is, can you give us a bit of a background about what you do exactly and why that links to climate change? Because I kind of know what your job is, but I've forgotten exactly. You'll what have it is. to speak a little louder because you sound like a mouse. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was trying not to be too loud. Sorry, Arzu. So what do you do for your day job, and why does that link into climate change, and why did that make you want to come on to? To hang out with Rushdie. The best show in the UAE. Obviously. And the Middle East. Of course. And um, probably internationally. <laughs> Easy and on time. Mars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. Um, no, so I uh, have spent the last 10 years working in ge- and studying and researching geography and environmental science uh, and all of that. And my particular specialty is I'm a geographic information system analyst, a GIS analyst. I work with spatial data every day. I make maps, remote sensing, uh, all sorts of spatial analytical deliverables. Uh, and I work in specifically climate change, agriculture, and environmental resources management because comedy don't pay the bills, yo. Uh, I knew it was relevant to the topic, but that really hits the nail on the head. And you're getting softer, so thanks. Sorry. It's helpful. Loud, clear. Yep. Barely. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Is that, do you approve, Leland? Can she? Not just no, it's cool. Oh. I, I was just curious because I couldn't remember. Sorry. She's oh, yeah. the no, kind no, of person cool. who asks if they have a cleaning license when they come to clean their house. No, nobody cleans my house. Only I'm licensed to clean my house. Because she's so filthy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, this is slowly <laughs> turning into a roast of Leilani. <laughs> yeah, I was Forever. kind of that's why I was talking softly because I was trying not to draw attention to myself. But it's failing. That makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> I think you drew attention to yourself yep. by yep. accident. There we go. Oh hun. Leilani fails. That's slap on Leilani's face oh. by Arzu. I Arzu just slapped her. I didn't. She did. 
There we go. <laughs> That's another one. That was such a Bollywood slap <laughs> sound effect too. That's a dude who made that noise. You know that, right? <laughs> There's a guy who voiced over Dishum, which is the punch. The oh, wow. Punch. Nice. Is it not like a th- hitting an object? I don't think so. <laughs> it's just one it dude. It sounds like a dude, yeah. <laughs> Where who came in and had a sandwich, <laughs> put on headphones and they're like, are you ready, Vijay? And he's like, yes. <laughs> and they're like, now! <laughs> Dishum! And they're like, no, 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 no. We need more energy. <laughs> Make uh, we re- really need you to feel it. <laughs> Dish him. <laughs> That's a guy's job. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm done with that bit. Let's go. <laughs> Let's save these starving people in <laughs> wherever they're starving. The bears and stuff. <laughs> I don't even know how to get into this. Where did we go from here? No, but you were you were talking about a summit and I was like I don't know anything. So yes, they they just had a really really big summit uh, in New York for climate change at the UN, um, and there were a ton of people who came in. There was a lot of stuff that happened there. A bunch of uh, youth activists announced that they're suing five countries for taking away their childhood uh, over climate change. So that was one of the biggest pieces of news that came out of that. That like a person is suing five, I think it's uh, five of the biggest emitters. I can't remember the names of the countries off the top of my head, but yeah, they're suing uh, entire governments. Is that led by Greta Thunberg? Yeah. How do you pronounce her name, Greta? I it's Thunberg. Thunberg. Thun- yeah, I'm not sure. No, I should have looked that. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I should have looked that up. It's before. okay. It's just Greta now. We're on first name basis. Of course. With no, it's her and I think it's 16 other, because she's not the only youth activist that were mm. there. There were some youth activists uh, who are Native Americans, people from the Amazon, a lot of uh, women and children from around the world who came in and were cool. yelling at old white people. So that's nice. That is always nice. Yeah. But no, the, my favorite part about that is she didn't fly in. She took a boat for two weeks from Seriously? Sweden to come that to New York. Seriously? That is impressive. Yeah. That's like... Walking the talk. Yeah. Mm. No, no. And she's like getting back on my boat, guys. Uh, And she is sailing back home to be carbon neutral, which is... um, Like sailing as in like she's actually sailing. It's not even got petrol, the boat. No, it's a sailboat. It's a carbon neutral boat that she's taking from Sweden to New York. that is pretty cool. Because she is a hardcore... Like that, that I'm like, you're 16 years old and you have more willpower and tenacity than I will ever have in my entire life, so... And more shoulder strength. <laughs> no, probably. Yeah. Oh, man. She I must be jacked. Probably. <laughs> I like, need to look at pictures of her now. Just a minute. I want to see her push-up video. <laughs> <laughs> um, 16 years older. This, there was <laughs> a thing. She's still jacked. Um, <coughs> there, was a, there was a backlash on what on her speech thing. They were like, she overacted and stuff like that. I, th- that's completely missing the point, I think, but... That was what, like, people are wasting their time on. Those are the kind of people that shouldn't be alive. That's why we shouldn't save the environment. But yeah, no. I, I so the people who make fun of her will die. I hope so. Um, it would be nice. It would be nice. It would. No, people went after her appearance. They went after the fact that yeah, she has Asperger's. Yeah. I'm like, come on, man. She's a 16-year-old girl, and you're what cyberbullying. What is Asperger's? It's a... I mean, I watch South Park, so it's, it's not a good It's on the spectrum. It, it's kind of related to autism, but it's a, like a... I guess you could say, I hope it's the right terminology, like a higher-functioning kind of form of autism. So, like... You probably wouldn't be able to tell someone has Asperger's unless you kind of know Mm -hmm. the kind of characteristics and the traits that they have. 
um, because they can pretty much function in everyday society mm, completely yeah. normally and it's just a different way of thinking really like mm. the brain connects things in different ways compared to a normal brain I love Ooh. that you were like I don't know if I'm explaining this right <laughs> and, and you like nailed like it <laughs> you nailed it <laughs> yeah that's yeah Okay, cool. Handled it. Yeah, I was wondering. Yay! What's cool is she actually said she released this letter today to respond to everything, and she was saying that the fact that she had Asperger's was part of the reason why she did this because she felt uncomfortable socializing and she didn't know how else to make a difference. So, what she did for the last 53 Fridays is she leaves school and protests at Parliament every Friday. Um, and has been doing that every Friday. Three Fridays, that's like over a year. Yeah, and then the last one was in New York and was the climate strike, which had four million people all over the world, leaving schools, leaving labs, leaving offices, like mm. protesting in the streets for climate change. And that's all because one 15-year-old girl once said, why am I in school if my education doesn't matter because no one's listening to the science anyway? Ooh, that's Yay. a good point. But what's the, what's, what is, you just said fight, you didn't say fight climate change, you said protest climate change is that well it's protesting the inaction yeah, yeah no i'm not yeah. uh, i'm not uh, being like anal about it what i mean is what what so what what is it how do i, say I think they question? just actually want corporations want and governments from the government not acknowledgement they want action now yeah. that's no, because the main the government thing is like that's not real anyway like it's not even that it's a lot of the stuff that they're doing isn't enough mm. Like, a lot of the action isn't enough. Like, I think one of the things that came out last week was two or three big banks have said that they're now divesting from fossil fuels. Hmm. Um, and they're going to move their investments towards cleaner stuff and actually have the larger investments of their whole corporation yeah. move. So they, they're trying to say that people on the ground are pissed off and want action. Hmm. And they're going to vote for people that do that. And they're going to take those steps and make their voices heard, which is pretty cool. I was, yeah, it w the protests were huge. Like, mm. it was huge, huge, huge turnouts all over the world. And um. it kind of touched um, everywhere on social media and everything is all over my Instagram feeds, social yeah. media feeds, even down to things like, um, I don't know, anyone who's in a design agency or, or anything where you're sending big files, you use WeTransfer. Um, they basically like plastered the whole of it's just like a giant advert that you see before you transfer files everything was like with the climate strike um promoting the climate strike like it was just a giant green box and you could go then they you could download creative posters and graphics by different creatives all around the world to kind of say that yep i'm taking part in climate strikes it's really nice like it's it's yeah touched a lot of people in uh, different sectors and if you don't talk any louder Okay, the I will talk louder. More polar bears are going to die. You just said louder. The okay, mic louder. is still down here. <laughs> here. That's the problem. Is Bob going to tell me off? No, He's you just won't be hurt. Okay, so that's fine. I'm fine with that. that. Okay, sure. Then the, co the conversation is going to be like missing a person. So <laughs> Go for it. Rushdie. Yeah? What's your relationship with huh? uh, climate change you. and the environment? I can't hear. Yeah, you could. You could hear that. What? My relationship, what's yours? As in, I don't know what this is. Married. I'm no, married your relationship with climate change and the environment. Like, before Arzu was like, hey, I want to do this episode. What, what were your thoughts on it? Indifferent. Indifferent. I'm still broke. Mm. I mean, like, if I could, like, budget for the next month, I'd maybe think about the climate. And that's the same conversation we had last time. And she brought up some good points, but it's still the case where... Um, it's it. I, I mean, it's a slightly a lazy view, but that's the only way it works in my head. 
for some people because they don't have a choice mm. and they have to have the options uh, like I mean I'm not saying fossil fuels is the only option but that's what they, their livelihood is it's like miners you can't tell them stop yeah. mining no. they'll be like so how am I going to eat and but if you give them the options which the government has to do because I mean that's the yeah, largest scale yeah they have the scale. power they yeah, have exactly. the budgets it's not like farmers can build better infrastructure but uh, yeah the the people in power it's it's torn at the top it's torn mm. at the top so and I'm super sheep like mentality if they told me that this is how it's going to be I'll be like cool that sounds good and I think that's 80% of the world uh, yeah. like just tell me which way to move that's society dude why do we stop at a red light like we've been told to stop at a red light and, and I just got fined <laughs> I just drove through <laughs> a red light so that's the most uh, perhaps the, not the, the most timeless example to but use but actually it is because <laughs> I know the repercussions of it so uh, relationship wise I don't I'm, I don't care in the sense I'm not gonna be like no I don't wanna change that if that's the way then okay cool like I'm fine with it. I I think what's tricky though is a lot of the people who don't have the power to change it are the ones who are going to get hit the yeah, hardest exactly. by it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is it's really upsetting because I was I was looking at it and it's I looked up the numbers because I did some research. <laughs> some seventy eight percent of the world's poor, eight hundred million people live in rural environments and are almost entirely reliant on agriculture and natural resources for their yep. money. So like they they don't have a leg to stand on and they are about to get flooded or rained on or drought and it's 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 really really terrifying and i think i think you're right i think it is a lot from the top um because if there's no infrastructure for us to make choices that are good for the climate how are we going to make them yeah and i think that's but it's it's so tricky like where do we start that's i completely agree but uh, and it's not an argument again i hate uh, getting into those things but it's like even in the UAE, most people are just um, career oriented. So it's just, dude, I just have to get to work. Like, uh, and I'm not saying if you, like these people are the the ones who contribute to it, but 90% of people are just on like robotic mode. You're like, an autopilot, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm like, I know that I have to go to work. Uh, disposable plates, who gives a shit? Like there's a garbage bin. I'll just throw everything in the same bin. Like, I don't care. And my life in my head I am the most important person and how do I make my life easy? Mm. And so it's a really big deal. And the turnover of people, because over here, like if I go back to Sri Lanka, dude, they just burn garbage. I'm not saying that's fine and I'm going to start doing it. I'd be in shock for like a week and then I'd be like, this is how you get <laughs> rid of garbage. Get, yeah, yeah it, it evaporates into the air when you set it on fire. And nothing <laughs> bad ever happened again. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a slightly weird one, yeah. But though, though Sri Lanka is a is a tricky one though, because like I feel like the, a lot of the places that get like hosed for having bad environmental practices yeah. are not the people that are making that waste in the for first sure. place. Doesn't Sri Lanka yeah. get sent a bunch of trash from the west to like burn? Because uh, I know that happens in India. I wouldn't be surprised to be honest. Anything for money, right? And again, yeah. it comes. I mean, doesn't come back to the tone at the top. But yeah, if no one's saying, "Hey, this what the why is this here?" They'd be like, let's burn it. Yeah. <laughs> so. China, China just stopped doing that last year, I think, mm. where they were like, we're not, we're not, gonna, we're not taking yep. your waste anymore. And mm. the rest of the world was like, oh, oh no. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> because even if you recycle in like America and Europe, your most of your stuff still gets sent to China and India for mm. them and Indonesia and like Asia to deal with. And then they're like, why are your emissions so high? Yeah. <laughs> no, and then they're like, your emissions are so high. Yeah. <laughs> That's we're doing perfectly. Yeah, exactly. No, there's yeah. a concept of, uh, it's called like wor- virtual water and virtual mm-hmm. carbon. And it's the idea that instead of, uh, instead of 
looking at where the stuff is produced and tabulating that in there, mm -hmm. like carbon emissions and water use, you should price that based on where it's used. Ooh, so nice. if you grow mm. soy in China, but it's eaten by cows in America, that mm. should be in America's like carbon and water budget, yeah. not in China's. Mm. And that is not a concept that yep. people like to talk about because yeah. it, it does not look good for certain countries. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Russia, China, and India are all exporters. Mm -hmm. So they don't actually consume most of the stuff, they, they the resources they use. Yeah. Um, and America does not look good in this. America looks scary. Uh, America, Europe, and Japan do not look very good. F from an, from the perspective of exporting? For, for the uh, importing. Consuming. Importing, they're, yeah. they're consuming okay. all of those resources. But why aren't they producing enough for themselves? Ooh, that's like complex. Because I think a lot of the like gross uh, industrial, agricultural, high labor, difficult, gritty tasks have been outsourced. You know, there's very few people sitting in in like factories in America making iPhones. You know, mm. there's very few people mining mm. extractive ores mm. in America. That is happening at crazy levels in other parts of the world. Mm. Um, so they're the ones who are, you know, using that water to put into mines. They're the ones who are, you you know, like burning that garbage when it comes back to them. These mm. are the guys that are dealing with the, f the fallout and the, the side effects of consumptive behavior in other parts, wealthier parts of the world. Um, mm. So it, yeah, it, it's just like a tricky dance that everyone kind of does, but everyone wants to say, oh no, we should blame you. Oh no, we should blame you. And everyone's so busy bickering and the world is on fire. It is on fire. Um, so that's fun. Yeah, I, every time I talk about this, I just like bum out the room. So I've stopped talking about what I do for work these days because this is going to well, be the most what upsetting the, podcast. You're no, ever. what are the Not steps really. that, yeah. okay, from a scientific point of view, what are the steps that actually will make a difference? Because there's so many people who are like, oh, what's the point of, yeah. of like, what's the point of recycling or what's the point of buying secondhand clothes or what's the point of choosing to buy organic vegetables? It doesn't make a difference if it's just one person, but there must be something that would have a more significant compound effect quicker scientifically like what are the like are there any steps that individuals can do that what makes the biggest difference can i just add to that can you mm. start with individuals and then let's yeah. move on to bigger bigger yeah. bigger whatever even if it's the ultimate goal which is unachievable i think and that's what when you say bum out i completely disagree <laughs> because people should be aware even if they're not doing it because uh, uh, you should just know as in yeah carrying on the conversation is fine yeah. is I mean, important I, I and i agree completely agree with Lilani. a lot of people are like i'm not even going to be alive you say think about the kids they're like i hate my kids and i don't even have them yet <laughs> whatever there are loads of excuses but i think the awareness is important just so you know how little you could do for a small difference that could compound um, over time or you know even if people are dare i say inspired by you know what you do Actually, there's two or three big ones that uh, come out. Number one, don't have kids. That's the biggest one. I think each, each person, uh, this number could be dead wrong, and you can put a disclaimer after. I think each person generates like, oh, God, 10,000 tons of carbon emission equivalent, something like that, um, in their lifetime. Hmm. So a lot of people have been like, yeah, I'm not bringing kids into this. And there's a lot of like very famous athletes and thinkers who have mm. decided not to biologically reproduce. So yeah. that's a big one. Um, take less flights. If you can drive, if you can take trains, yep. take that because 
at the end of the day, flights will never be able to go solar or have anything else because they just need really intense, highly dense light fuel that can fly things. And until we make those leaps and bounds with biofuels, that's just going to be tricky. So fly less if you can and eat a sustainable amount of meat. So I think I read somewhere that if you eat less than 100 grams of meat per day um, and preferably like white meat and things like that, you're in, it's still better. Mm. Um, so like mm. limiting the dairy products, limiting the meat, you don't have to cut it out entirely because that's a very drastic, drastic choice that it, it, cause it's better for everyone to do a little bit than one person to do a lot. Yeah. I think I read, I wish I had that quote, but it was something like <coughs> if everyone, we need everybody to just do whatever they can, even if it's badly and not perfectly, everyone should just do at least a little something rather than having one virtuous vegan recycling eco-warrior going, well, I do everything absolutely perfectly. And then you've got billions of people who are like, oh, well. Screw you because yeah. you're not fun. Yeah. <laughs> and there was something that uh, I had read this somewhere, climate apathy, where people feel so helpless, they do nothing. And then they just go, I... Yeah, the Look, badass version of that is basically saying, I don't give a shit about the environment. But it's actually like you feel helpless. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, where you, you yeah, you just uh, badass, feel Badass, so sorry, in inverted commas. It's not, you're not actually badass. You're just no, like, no, but you, I, I understand that. It's like, because the human brain is not designed to deal with a challenge like this. We're designed to deal with like, tan like oh tasks, no look yeah. a lion and yeah, then yeah. you solve that problem yeah. solo solo player games yes yeah. yes we're not meant for like existential massive the, yeah. social crises yeah. uh, our brains don't do well Process. with really big numbers they don't do really well with like very abstract long-term problems that you can't immediately see the impact of yeah. so like we're the least prepared people to deal with this yeah. uh, which is great let me just give you one example so if i eat less meat um the cow is still dead <laughs> like um will, will like will that change like but if you were doing that and if enough people were eating less meat there would be less consumer demand for that product and the people who are farming the meat would make s less money and they'd be like okay well i'm not gonna so raise as many long, cows or i don't know no, no i mean like mm. how long are we looking at because over here it's buffets are buffets doesn't mm. matter I'm yeah. and i'm literally yeah. picking this region like because this region I've is nice because it's it's such I've a never moved anywhere so it's such a apparent kind of like you're really confronted with the amount of kind of waste and energy that's required to just live because we're in a desert yeah, yeah. so and and i think that's another tricky part where like you, you i feel bad being too like you know finger pointy and aggressive because you need to live like we can't you know we there are this many people in yeah. the world right now like they need to we're not just gonna be like all right you're out <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> good exactly. good stuff yeah but good, it's nice still, try yeah good good yeah, try yeah. nice having you uh you're out <laughs> here's you a tomato the, you are the weakest link <laughs> in the thing and Goodbye. you drop through the ground um and so it, it's difficult but yeah there is there is a lot of complex stuff here particularly and i think food waste is a thing everywhere man like Food waste, it's so bad. And it's not even food waste at the table. Yeah, it's the production as Production well. food mm. waste. Like at the farm, a lot of stuff gets wasted. Like there was, um, I remember my friend used to work on a farm and there was a thing they used to do called the ugly food market because they couldn't sell some food because yeah, people aren't going to buy. Presentable. It's not presentable. So they'd sell this food mm. a little cheaper. Yeah. And it was like, you knew what you were getting into. And it's like yeah. like some janky cucumbers and stuff, but they're still edible. Uh, and so that's how they was. And then there was food that was so bad 
that even the ugly food wouldn't sell it. So they had a kitchen, and so they would use that in their cooking because okay. they were like, oh, that's super no cool. Yeah, yeah. No one cares. It's co- going to come out Make great. It into juice, yeah. Yeah. But no, and so there's a lot of that that happens. And then in grocery stores, like, I think John Oliver did a whole thing on how, like, expiration dates on yep. stuff is it's garbage it's just yeah. like a number they pulled out of their it's bus like and a, yeah it's like a compliance thing where yeah. you need a expiration date and yeah. so it's like all the way through um and so much water goes into that so much water and energy and like the fertilizers the process to make fertilizers releases all sorts of other um emissions into the air so it's a we we consume so much and it's not going down like i was reading today so there's like the international uh, intergovernmental panel on climate change has four scenarios mm-hmm. that they made they're called like rcps and there's like the low one the medium one the high one and the very high one are we on track for very high we're so the high past one, very high the high one was like four degree average increase and now per people, year. uh oh, uh, by 2100 okay uh, so it'll be a four degree average higher, but that means it'll be two or three times higher in the Arctic. Uh, maybe it'll be like m- m- multiple fold higher depending on the day, depending on the season mm-hmm. or location. And now I was reading articles where scientists are like, so what happens if we pass four degrees? <laughs> <laughs> like just looking, uh, what if? <laughs> what if? Um, yeah, I was talking to someone at work. And he was like, you know, there's there's physical pressures on the outside and there's social pressures from the inside. And in the middle, you kind of have our zone of resilience. And if we minimize the social pressures, we'll ease the physical pressures coming in and we'll have a bigger zone of flexibility. And so, you know, we have more to work with. And if we keep burning the candle at both ends, our range of resilience is small Oops, yeah. and we don't have much leeway. And I was like, which way are we going? And he pointed <laughs> off the bottom of the worst scenario and is like, that way. And I was like... Great, grand, um, happy days. Cause some is really scary, man. Like fish are gone. Like fi- goodbye, fish. If we go past that four degrees, because what's scary is it's not just the ice caps melting that are gonna affect. Uh, water expands as it heats up, so the more things get hotter, it's gonna expand the water that's already melting even more. So sea level. Oh. So they don't think it's gonna be two meters, but they keep adding the two meter <laughs> number in. They think it's going to be about a half a meter oh, rise. There was something funny a, a friend sent me. I said I was going to be recording this today, and she sent me screenshots of a discussion she had with, bizarrely, a vegan friend of hers, a vegan eco-warrior friend who doesn't believe in climate change. Then why do it? I'm not sure, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so this friend was saying, yeah, I don't believe all the research about um, climate change. I have a friend in the Maldives who says that the <laughs> tribal yeah. elders haven't seen the seas rise in the past 30 years. It's all staying the same. And and therefore, I don't believe climate change is going to happen. I'm like, what? <laughs> they first, uh, I was reading about this, the first person to be like, okay, carbon dioxide is bad was 1898. And then they first noticed that the ice caps were melting in like the 60s. And somebody was like, um, <laughs> guys, I uh-huh. think it's connected. I <laughs> think it's connected. So, like, we've been doing this research for years and years, and scientists have been like, uh, guys, <laughs> anyone want to look at this? And everyone's like, shut up, nerd. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Burning dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, we didn't talk about the bigger picture, though. The bigger picture. I think the if bigger... If there are any suggestions or just uh, things we should look out for as a, as a community, as a whole. You know, it's tricky because... It's two ways because as consumers, we put our money 
into mm. institutions, into companies, into governments, into banks, whatever, yeah. that ideally make the kind of choices mm. that we want them to make morally. Yeah. But if none of them are doing that, like I can't switch to a bank that's investing in fossil fuels to one that isn't investing in fossil fuels if none of them are doing that. Yeah. So mm. we do need to make choices as, as consumers and show companies that we will move our money around. But at the end of the day, things have to happen from the top as well. It's kind of like yeah. bottom up and top down. Yeah. Um, governments need to make you know their pledges. I don't think a lot of pledges actually came out of this conference, which people were commenting on. Mm. Um, but you know, they've pledged a lot already, but it's not enough. And that's what's scary. Mm. Like everything they've pledged so far is not gonna get us below the 1.5 degree increase. So that's the, the Paris agreement was basically saying, uh, don't get the 1.5 degree increase. We we are going to try to stop it from reaching mm. that place, mm. and that number is. It's not like uh, it's not like a number where like 1.4 great, 1.5 awful. It's kind of a spectrum, but the 1.5 makes it less likely to avoid really scary tipping points, but it doesn't guarantee it. Um, so, oh, sorry, tipping point. Do you guys know what tipping points are? I get the gist of it, but. Explain it further. That means she doesn't Arzu. know. That uh, means she doesn't know. It's, no, it's but I mean tipping point. It, it, the phrase itself makes sense. No, no. Sense, what does so. it mean? What does she mean? The That's tipping point when there's no return, past the point of no return, yeah, like Phantom of the Opera. That's it. Done. Yeah, no, that's it. Uh, yeah. Certain ecosystems, once they get destroyed, they you, you can't you can't bring them back, uh, and that we we may not even avoid it with the one point five. We're, the scientists are like, mm, let's see what happens. Let's hope for the best. Because we run in statistics and probability. Um, and you can't be, like, everything in climate change science is high certainty or medium certainty or low certainty. So we're, like, fairly certain we'll avoid catastrophe if we keep below 1.5. But we'll find out. We will find out. So if it does happen, what happens? Like, it's, paint me a picture. So uh, there is an experiment that happened uh, in the 1980s and early 90s called Biosphere 2. And uh, so Biosphere 1 is Earth and Biosphere 2 is uh, they built this like mega dome in Arizona and they tried to recreate key ecosystems, deserts, mm. tundra, wetlands, grasslands, forests, all of that. And they put eight people in there and they were like, live in here, mm. live in here. Uh, and we will recreate the Earth and we will make everything work. We'll put species, we'll put food. We need to see if you can do it. And in 16 months on the first run, their oxygen level had dropped from 20% to like, what was it? It dropped to 14%. Like they couldn't breathe anymore. Uh, like the species were dying off. There were pests everywhere. Like things were just falling apart and they were like, they did quite well, but they also had to have all this stuff pumped in from the outside mm -hmm. so they wouldn't die. Uh, and so they very quickly realized that we do not understand enough about how these ecosystems work for us to recreate a lot of those services. Mm. Mm. That's really interesting because, okay, I, I hope it's not a weird tangent. Bob can edit this out. But like, say, for example, okay, Rushdie, you've made fun of me for gardening on my balcony so many mm -hmm. times, right? Yeah. And the reason why things keep dying is because the ecosystem that I, I'm trying to cultivate in that small area, it's just, it's having to fight against the wider surroundings that it's in. So it's on a small patch of balcony that's up high in the air in the UAE, 
where it's battered by the wind and then if any pest yes. comes along it decimates everything that's on the balcony because there's not th there's no ecosystem to help yeah. repel what's coming in so i get one bug on one plant in like a week no matter what i do it's like a million bugs eating all my plants everything's dying the sun yeah. the like yeah it's it's scary no and so then, and then that's actually what would then happen on a wider scale if we keep farming for our consumption in the same way that we're doing that's why i'm personally i'm a really big advocate of organic farming because it creates living i know okay uh, this is interesting for you i'd love to talk about uh, this with arzu tell me uh, okay you I have such complex on? feelings about organics. No, no, no please, okay. please, please, please. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because there are a lot of issues with organic farming in that yes. lots of ours is vain. Lots of people, lots of up. lots of people exploit it ours now because the, right they're now. just like. So uh, there was a guy who came into work. Mm -hmm. uh, he was he was a guy who uh, did greenhouses here in the UAE in the 1950s before it was like the Emirates. This dude, yeah. he was on like what is now Yas Island and he had like farms and they didn't have roads so this dude had to take camels on boats to take the, like super interesting guy and he made a joke that was like organic is just the price stupid people pay for not paying attention and I was like, ooh. ooh that's deep. Yeah, because yeah. like uh, or, or organic prices are just the price yeah. you pay yeah. for being dumb. That's your dumb tax and all the, everyone laughed and it's not because organic is bad. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff in organics that that is uh, like we a okay so with blah, 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 blah. it's fine. Uh organic cannot feed the world. Using only organic systems, they're super inefficient because in organics you can't even put NPK, uh nitrogen, phosphorus, uh potassium, mm. like a regular fertilizer which is already minerals that are in the soil. Mm-hmm. That's not the bad part. Yes, definitely there's a lot of overuse of pesticides. Yes, yeah. there's a lot of overuse of other things. But going organic is best is a little bit oversimplistic mm. because there's there's so many other tools in the agricultural arsenal. It's different tillage methods. It's genetic modification, which this is going to get. another topic. Yeah, yeah. I am a proponent of. Um, yeah. It's It is organic. It is, but just saying organic is the way to do it isn't necessarily best. And Often the organic practices overuse biopesticides and things that are really bad for yeah. the environment. There's and loads of people who exploit farming organically and they're not actually doing it with respect to nature or how things should be. No. Um, so I don't know what the correct term is. Like say, for example, there's um, a lady here who runs an organic farm where everything, uh, she kind of nurtures the soil. So she's nurturing the soil. So she has goats, she has chickens. Um, it's a non-slaughter farm. All of them manure uh, from the animals who are fed by the, you know, organically for whatever, for lack of a better term to use. They, you know, all of their droppings, whatever, it creates manure, creates compost. She nurtures the soil and every year her farm is actually getting more and more efficient. She's using less water. Her yeah. plants are adapting to the desert environment and they're becoming more prolific. That's my rosy tinted vision of what real organic farming is and and how she interplants species so it's not like a neat nice orderly farm everything's growing in a harmony mm. that's how personally i would like to think everyone does organic but they i know that they don't no so. and so that's organic done right where it's a person who's clearly mindful who clearly mm. understands how this works and is using 
a variety of mm. tools and different things. You're using like like biofertilization. Mm. You're using different tillage methods. She's using different things and she's learning and adapting. That's incredible. And that is definitely a direction we need to go. But that's not how everyone is doing it. Yeah. And there are other things beyond organic that we also mm. need to pay attention to. Because like there's um, – GMO always gets a really bad rap. Uh, and I can understand some of the fear, but the problems with GMOs are not generally the ones that people talk about. So, like, there's a project called Golden Rice, uh, where they make rice that is resistant to a lot of the conditions that make it bad. So I think uh, Golden Rice mainly drought resistance, but... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that in edit later. Um, but it saves lives. It saves lives because it means that if a farmer loses his crop, like he won't lose his crops. And if you lose your harvest for a season, that's the end You're of done. a farmer. Yeah. That's the end of a farmer. Uh, there's also uh, some scientists I work with uh, had worked on a project to make millet that's good for diabetics. Hmm. So you, you fortify it and you actually, or you, you help the genes that make it easier for them to process express more strongly so you get these foods that are good for patients who are immunocompromised or who have certain conditions and diseases. It makes them resistant to drought, resistant to flood, resistant to a lot of the things that climate change is going to bring. And I think it's unfair to lump all of that with some of the very shady practices of the industry uh, that should be called out, but don't don't put them all together in one box. So it's just e like the so organic thing. So, so equally, so GMO and organic both have major pros and major f flaws. It's basically us. It depends on mm. who's doing it at yeah. the end of the day. Like, it's a tool. And if, you know, if it's wielded by a good dude or a good lady or a good gender non-conforming person who... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should just say that. It's 2019. Um... If it's done by the right person in the right way, yeah, it can do magic, but it can also be exploited and it can also be used as a marketing thing or as a way to make money off the backs of people who are vulnerable and you just have to keep an eye on it, which is the hardest part because we don't know where our food comes from. You, so no one really We have to our educate ourselves. Yeah, but it's so much work. It is. And that's the problem. Who, who's going to go on their, like, biscuits that they get for tea and be like, let's find the farmer who made this and, like, track <laughs> for, them down? For the, like, yogurt, like, I want to know which cow gave me the milk. Betsy. <laughs> Betsy the dude. Oh, I'm not going to have yogurt for a while. You'll have it tomorrow. <laughs> You'll have it tomorrow. Oh, I just, I just got there. <laughs> I just got there. There, I did not expect that joke from you, Leilani. <laughs> yeah, I just, I monologued for a sec there. That's fine. I'm thinking about other things that people are stupid about. Hmm. What are people stupid about when it comes to climate change? Can I tell you something I, hilariously you ironic? Yeah. This is going to air on the internet, and the internet is probably one of the biggest emitters. <laughs> For hmm. climate change. Oh, shit. On the planet. I love the internet. The internet. The internet. Has such a big carbon footprint. Really? Yeah, huge. Oh, because so all those... What, all running the, the servers? All the servers. Oh, no. All the servers cooling them down, having the energy to run them and keep them going. Oh, my God. It's... It's... It's hilarious because the only way to get information about climate change out is through the internet. But mm. the internet is... It's just a catch-22 that I don't know how to get out of that loop, but... But yeah, the only way is to move forward and hope the 
people who are doing it the wrong way it's just like farming the the ones who do it the wrong way or even energy energy um, you know like fossil fuels the miners they got to get out of it like some somehow or another like and the only way it's like electric cars right now it's super expensive but if we keep at it for we i'm not doing anything about it but you know if the people who are doing it do it the right way in i don't know 100 years it should be the same price as a regular we have 12 car. years we have 12 years we have 12 years to solve the ipc elon musk if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> get your shit together get yeah, your no, shit together ipcc was like we have 12 years before basically before what happens before tipping point before like because we're on the worst case scenario path like when we, you say tipping point you just mean mad max right everything's going to go mad max like, it's actually some places are going to do really well which is the most interesting part Oh, cool. Some places are going to benefit immensely. Like can we say Russia. which place? Oh. Russia. So there's oh, a okay. there's a book called The World in 2050 that was talking about how the eight countries in the Arctic are going to make bank <laughs> from climate change because they'll be regular. <laughs> no, because there'll be no so there's ice around the Arctic all mm. the time. But if the ice goes away, that will become the most lucrative shipping route in the world oh. because it'll be a lot easier to ship Over. things in a oh, teeny wow. Arctic circle mm. rather than go through like Panama and Suez and China and have to dig that big loop around the equator. Yeah. You just boop, you like boop it around there. And that's why in 2012 Russia put a titanium flag on the ocean Tit- floor up there because they like ours <laughs> and dibs. They have legal claim. They have legal claim to 75% of the Arctic. Dibs. Oh, wow. <laughs> because there's a you can there's a convention called the the UN conventions on the laws of the sea hmm. that basically they dictate like this far away from your country is yours this is like okay. international and this Wars, is like yeah. no man's land yeah. uh, and they also say in a little caveat if your continental shelf underwater extends you Ooh. can kind of claim that because uh, it's technically so your is, land so Russia's extends Russia's extends pretty much all the all way, way through. through. So that's why they've been putting for the last 20 years they've been putting cities all through Siberia bit, yeah. just dotting them through the coast because mm. they uh, they they're in it till win it. Because yeah. like, what about like, the okay game. there's all these reports about the ice is melting and then it's uncovering all these like diseases, diseases <laughs> and stuff. So what if all of the Russians get wiped out? disease they it's already started like somebody got anthrax like they had an anthrax outbreak oh, somewhere I thought that was just a heavy metal band <laughs> no, no they had like a because and what's scary is the new ice that melts is younger and the more it melts it's older and older soil oh, okay. so like okay anthrax we still know about yeah. what the crap is like meters down because there's there's something called permafrost it's frozen soil hmm. and frozen soil uh is the best reflector of light and as it melts it becomes dirt which becomes the best absorber of heat so as it melts it melts faster mm. uh and as we go deeper and deeper no one knows what What's is down there? there what is going to come out um and Hitler. then Hitler <laughs> <laughs> there's a movie about that i guess who's back oh, yeah, where like hitler movie. wakes up in 2019 or 2015 Something. and everyone thinks he's like doing a really uh, good yeah, impersonation. Person. Oh my god. So he get, becomes really famous. <laughs> and he just goes It's a film it. or TV show? It's a film. It's a uh, it's a TV. No, one of the two. Whatever. It's on Netflix. Know. I think it's on Netflix. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, Check it out. That's an art film. For sure. Truly. Truly. That, that means it's really bad. Oh <laughs> god. No, no, no. Art film. <laughs> no, no. It's it's no. It's art. It was it was good. <laughs> I that's don't understand like, anything. Like, Doesn't make yeah, sense. It's art. That's like she's she's cute. That means that nah, it's an not ex- hot. It's experimental. <laughs> so many people have called me cute. So many people uh, have called you nice. So that's, that's true. There that's we go. worse. So, yeah, there we go. So oh. She knows. 
<laughs> Ladies, be careful if someone calls you cute. There's <laughs> this, they're just trying to not say something. Yeah. Um, f- shit, I forgot what I was gonna ask. Uh, Diseases, uh, melting. No, before Hitler. Before Russia. Before. Why are you obsessed with Russia? Uh, ice. Yeah. But people who benefit from climate change. Uh, climate change. Damn it! This is what happens when you have an organic conversation and it takes an interesting route. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's 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 yeah. We have twelve years. We have twelve years. Oh to no, you were asking about the tipping point. Twelve. Oh, years. Mad Max. You're yeah, like, Mad is everything going to be Mad Max? Is, that's not. Yeah. Um, is that it? I don't know. That wasn't it. But anyway, you 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 answered my question though. It's not going to Mad Max. It's we're just. It's going to Mad Max in a lot of the world. In a lot of the world. Yeah, yeah. I, everywhere where people live, hmm. except for like the three white people that live in Siberia. <laughs> um, <laughs> Igor, Ruski, and Ivana. You know, It'll be fine. They're saying for the sea level rise, uh, like a good, like for all the stuff that's going to happen, a good percent of global GDP is just going to have to be dedicated to moving the people uh, from the places where they can't live anymore to other places. Because mm. like Bangladesh is gone. And all of that movement of people, isn't that just going to fuel more of this, I don't know, basically fascism that's happening right now? Mad Max. Yes. Mm. It's Mad just going to be, it's going to be, it's really it's really frustrating because it's the people who are going to suffer are not going to pay the price and the people who are paying the price when they go to the people that did the emitting and mm. did the consumption they're going to get thrown like kicked away like i think a bunch of pacific islanders a few years ago like rode up to australia and are like help <laughs> please yeah. help and australia is like get out go go and bless them new zealand was like come on in come on come on but it's it's Climate refugees. Actually, what's really interesting is people said Damn, a lot of you academics just said climate refugees. That, that sounds so weird. Uh, that's kind of what's happening. I know, I know. I know. That's so weird. People say climate the Arab refugees. Spring was climate change related, mm. and I would I would agree with that because um, basically from 2007 to 2009 there was a huge drought, and the drought affected the commodity prices of wheat. And in a lot of the countries where Arab Spring happened, these were places that had heavily subsidized wheat. What happened at the same time as that? Oil prices crashed. And these were oil producers who used their oil money to subsidize their food. Hmm. So any, anyone that didn't have a good amount of money sitting in the bank, they couldn't fix those subsidies, ride yeah. that wave out. And a lot of those places, these were the places that were hit by that. These are mm. the places that mm. were hit by that drought, uh, the money crashes, all of that complex economic stuff. Like there's so many countries that are already very heavily affected by this. And you can tie a lot of the existing conflicts right now to this, um, which is scary because it's just uh, like an appetizer for what's to come. Um, I wanted to ask, since there are listeners who, I'm just going to assume, are between the age of 25 and 35, mm. um, what can they do? Uh, and, and I don't mean the same thing about eat less meat and stuff, but uh, what can they read? What can they be uh, used as information? And also, for whether they have kids or there are people younger, what can they what kind of jobs? I actually want to say jobs, but it mm. might not be an actual career, but what can what can you do to add value to this whole uh this game that we're technically losing at this point honestly anything i you know the first thing that comes to my mind is stem uh get into science technology and engineering mathematics get get everyone you can in there innovating 
solving problems, getting educated, if, if that's something that you can do, encourage, because there's a huge loss of people who start out interested in science and then they, yeah, they, exactly. lose, they lose that, that energy and joy they had for it yep. and, and leave, but we need them, we need everyone, we need boys, girls, people of color, every person from every community needs to be represented because when that happens, the innovation works better. Innovation yep. works better when the room is diverse. Yeah. Uh, so that's a big one that people can do. Um, there's some, National Geographic puts out a lot of great stuff that they actually do in a way that's very like accessible and palatable. The Economist podcast also does that sometimes. Um, then, you know, if you can sit through academic journals and, and doing all of that, read them, but those are very hard. Uh, so the IPCC, the the basically the leading authority on climate change, they release stuff all the time that's not for scientists, it's for policymakers, it's for like lay people to look at. Um, I would also say look at, every city has environmental uh, organizations that are actively working. Like uh, on Saturday, September 28th uh, in Abu Dhabi, there's a beach cleanup that's happening. That's happening through the UAE government that they're doing to get people together and, and contribute uh, to their community and to their society. There's always stuff like that happening. Um, and they do brilliant work and I think they always need extra hands on deck. So look look locally, see, see what's around you and see the communities, the community groups that need you. What else do you have, Leilani? What else do you think that you do right and it's actually wrong? No, no, no. I'm not going <laughs> to jump into that. <laughs> At least I stopped myself before I fell into that trap. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's any other... What's the... What's the is that Greta girl part of any actual movement? Because there's another one in the UK that's really popular right now, which is Extinction Rebellion, which is um, all about consistent non-violent protesting um raising awareness about climate change and stuff so people can get involved with things like that if you're in a country that has groups that actually mm. hold like established es yeah established yeah. organized um organized. events like this then take part and there there are more events than you think like there every i mean the f and there's stuff happening in our backyard because they there, that is a focus here and I think everywhere there's small grassroots movements for people and you can meet other like-minded people and get more ideas from them and it it's a good community of people who just don't want to see the world burn so they're they're nice to hang out with bit of a buzzkill but nice to hang out with. <laughs> most times <laughs> yeah. can't eat burgers with them That's, so you better eat your burgers and then go meet them oh my them. god there was a really nice quote to do with burgers what was it so I heard a vo uh, like an audio clip of this British politician and said, they want to take away our hamburgers. This is what Stalin wanted and never achieved. Yeah, Who I said that? I don't know, some British dude. I heard it. I was like listening to a podcast and I heard it. So uh, I like that. It made Arzu sigh. That's, <laughs> what, that's what I'm up against. Yeah, that's, that's the main thing. That's I want my hamburgers, Arzu. <laughs> I mean, if you eat a hamburger once in a while, damn, like it's... She's gonna be eating it with you. So. <laughs> yeah, but just just don't like. Not every meal. Don't drown basically. in it and yeah, like not like. Every what is it? Uh, Duck McScrooge, where you had, like a pool Scrooge full of McDuck. coins. Scrooge McDuck. There you go. Duck where you like has a, a pool full. <laughs> this is what of happens coins. when you don't eat enough meat. <laughs> <laughs> you can't remember <laughs> cartoon characters' names. Anemia memory. Yeah. There you go. Um, um, yeah, just just try. That's that's the one thing I would say to people. Just try. 
Yeah. Try something. Try anything. Hmm. It's better than not trying at all. So just hmm. just give it a shot. Give it a shot. See how it goes. Yeah. See how tough your life becomes. I guess. Hmm. If you're ready to go that far, you you do that. Um, but yeah, just do your best, and let's let's all hope. <laughs> let's all hope this works out. Wait. So what? How old will we be in twelve years' time? Someone help me with maths. I won't be dead. No. Stelani's 42. Hey! So. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, we'll be in our, like, 30s, 40s, and maybe 50s, depending on who our listeners are. That's him. <laughs> <laughs> him? Wow, I've changed genders now. Betsy. <laughs> I'm going to call you Betsy from now on. <laughs> How old are you going to be, Betsy? Um, what's 34 plus 12? 46. 57. I'll, I'll go with 46, 46. Yeah. So that's still another... Well, I should live another 30 more years at least after that, I would hope. So I would so like, is Arza really just shrugged. Close. She's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Not with your organic shit. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that, you know, that's the one thing, though. Like, we don't even know... Whoa. This sounds really dumb, <laughs> and it, I'm aware as I say it. We don't know what we don't know, and that's what scares me the most. Because mm. there is this story that was like when cars were invented, people thought they had solved pollution. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because Cause, they cause were like horse all, poop. All the horse shit was everywhere. We, and we like, did it, guys. No more horse poop. <laughs> we solved pollution. Pollution. <laughs> 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 and then, like fifty years later, they're like, oh, they're like, oh, that whoops. black smoke. <laughs> that's yeah. That seems fine. <laughs> like if you see pictures from like the thirties and forties, it's just like soot. With like a person yeah. <laughs> And I'm like yeah. How did anyone <laughs> Walk through that And go This is fine This Actually, cannot yeah, be bad For anyone <laughs> And when Cigarettes used to be Like you know Smoke smoked a cigarette on a plane. It's gonna be good smoked for you Smoked on a plane Yeah Relieves doctors, stress Doctors would tell you Relieves stress Yeah oh, And like vaping too I kind of saw that one coming I was like there's no way inhaling chemical smoke into your body. Like, there's no way that's ever good. Like, as a smoker myself, like, yeah. I know it's a dumb choice. Yeah. Like, it's a... Yeah. And so what scares me is if we come in with, like, solutions that we're like, guys, we did it. And then 10 years later, we're like, oh. Oh, no. Oh, the Why giraffes have, have eight third eyes. Arm? Yeah. <laughs> Why does he have a third arm? <laughs> yeah. um, and that's, that's what scares me the most because we do have no way of mm. knowing it until... It we find out. Yeah, it's all reactions, being reactive instead of proactive. But yeah. Oh my goodness. What Look happened? at you. <laughs> I learned something <laughs> <laughs> in the last 58 minutes. My nice. goodness. I'm educator, Shadanen. I'm so proud of you. We cured pollution, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no more pollution. I'm going to poop. In my pants. <laughs> From now on. <laughs> oh, yeah, the guy who got away with pooping in the street was probably very upset because he's like, I can't. There's no way for me to be stealthy about this anymore because the horse poop isn't everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Poor guy. Jeez. Must have been British. Pooping in the street. Because they Actually, still do it till date. <laughs> did you hear about the serial pooper? There's a lady. <laughs> oh, a lady. Nice. There's nice. a jogger in Colorado that kept taking a dump on the same people's lawn every day for like three months. Oh and his family why? was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> Just, yeah. And, and the, the, the person who wrote this article, like, bless their heart. It was like, <laughs> serious. Behind <laughs> her, she only left confusion. <laughs> and, the, 
and the bounty with which she wiped. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. So she, oh, so she did wipe, but then so but there was a poo and then the tissue next to it. Well, what's the? <laughs> it was like, why? It was like nine o'clock in the morning. Why us? Why, why us? The guy on his knees just poop. His kneecap is covered in poop. <laughs> she did this for months. She was like terrorizing this family. Was and it? then one day she stopped. Just with no explanation. Um, oh. and they were months like, is a long time. And I a lot of poop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I brought that story up, but that makes me laugh That's every so time. The serial pooper. So, honey, what are you going to do? I'm just going to go grab the paper and clean the poop. <laughs> That's dropped. That's a d- I would move. I'd just get out like, of there. This is too much. I mean, we're racially abused every day, but someone pooping on our lawn. How long does the poo take to degrade? So, like, what if they decided not to clean it away and just left it there? That's your concern. Would you just keep pooping next to the original poop and then it's like a carpet of poo (laughs) on the front lawn? (laughs) But, like, if you have neighbors and you're like, what up? And they're like, why is there so much poop? On your garden. You can't just be like, you know, principles. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just leave it there. The environment. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I just hope that lady found some fiber, man. Damn. Or or less fiber. Less fiber. fiber. (laughs) You hope she got constipated so she couldn't. Any more fiber and she'd poop her pants. At least we're laughing now. Like, I have anxiety sweats from talking about the environment. I see smells bad <laughs> brought the poop story <laughs> you are welcome guys and that's why the poop story is in her back pocket yeah from uh, the poop it was, that. <laughs> it was in her back pocket too <laughs> <laughs> any parting words um a speech maybe a monologue i think <laughs> sorry i put you on things. the spot no um, that's fine just like parting words just to we all just got to try a little bit and try to make our voices heard and say something if we can to the people that have the power, but also try to just change the little habits as much as we can and try our best and stay informed, guys. I don't know what else to say besides that. I like that. Stay informed. Educate yourselves and stay informed. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's important. That's cool. Well, that's it from us. You guys want to <laughs> say bye? Bye. See ya. See you guys. See you next week. I didn't get a chance to plug myself. Screw you. Okay, bye. We hope you enjoyed the show. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app. Follow the Hangout with Rushdie on Facebook. Like, comment, and share. See you next week.